0: Good morning, afternoon, and evening, and welcome to the 8311 cast, your premier Midwestern-based sports podcast, bringing you all things sports to your beautiful ears. Join your hosts, Kyle Mersch, Mike Ludwig, Arianne Berry, and Wyatt Teeter as we talk about college football, the NFL, the MLB, and of course, our signature segments, Mike's Stupid Rules and Write That Down Predictions, here on episode 235.
1: So for this week's Fun fact, we're going to do a little bit of trivia here, and we're going into baseball. And for one of the most unique characters of Major League Baseball, I would argue, of all time, Zach Granke, who I think will have one of the greatest Hall of Fame speeches ever. If he gets in. If he gets in. I I really hope he does just for that Hall of Fame speech. But Zach Granke has faced and retired 30% of active managers. Of that, he has struck out twenty percent of active managers, and you name with that quick math the six managers that he has struck out in his career. Six current
2: managers.
1: Six current managers.
2: All right, Rocco Baldelli. Probably
3: David, or uh, the the one for the Cubs, Ross. I'm blanking on the first name for.
0: That's what we want. Baldelli,
2: How
3: do you guys want to do that? Do you
2: want
1: to come up with your own six, or do you want to come up with a collective six and see I how it do I think it's probably
0: probably best if we join forces. Let's collaborate. Okay. David Ross, Craig
2: Council, probably. I would guess Rocco Baldelli and Aaron Boone as well. He's got a young manager.
1: You said Rocco Baldelli and who? Mike. Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone. Okay. Ooh, maybe yeah, all right, one. Alright, there's four. Are they all four correct? I'm not telling you until the end. Oh boo. What about
2: Alex Cora? Ooh, yes, oh yes. Maybe that's, that's, a, that's good a good one. one. Dusty Baker. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Tony Russa.
2: He's not a manager anymore.
1: I know. So if you're if you're going with Alex Cora, then you have one more to add to the yep. list.
2: Who else has got a young manager? When, when
1: did Granky start pitching in the majors? 2004 is when he made his debut as a 20 year old.
0: How many do we have? We need one more to get to six.
2: Yep. Yep. At least one more to guess.
0: Joe Madden's still, he's too old.
2: Joe Madden's too old. Is it, I mean, is it his own manager?
0: Who is their manager
2: right now? I don't even Matt, know. I don't know. Matt
1: Quita, Qua, Quitar,
2: Quitaro. Oh, Matt I think it's how you pronounce oh, it. I see that now. Yeah,
3: Quintero. Is that your final answer? I'll say, three. yeah, whatever. I don't have a good one, so that's fine. I don't have any other
2: guesses. Sure, that's my answer.
3: All right. So out of that
1: list, uh, one, two, three out of six are correct. I so that's three. pretty hey. good. We'll take 50. Uh, so, David Ross is actually on the list of a retired active manager. Uh, David Ross is one for two on Zach Granke with no strikeouts. Bonus points for getting that one right. Craig Council, one strikeout. Rocco Baldelli, one strikeout. Uh, Aaron Boone, he has struck out four times. Oh, wow. Uh, so, ah. you got that Both one.
2: two, I guessed, all right.
1: Correct. Alex Cora is not on the list. Mm. Doesn't mean they haven't faced each other. And Matt Quaterro, or however you pronounce it, he's my manager, and I don't even you know how to know pronounce that. his yeah. name. That's he, how
3: bad he did not even play in the MLB. Are.
1: Is not on the list. you got four. I'm saying three out of the six that you guessed were correct for yeah. managers that you've that he's struck out. Oh, Count,
2: gotcha.
1: Council oh, okay, Baldelli okay, okay. and Boone were correct. Is gotcha. that right? I understand, Council, Council Baldelli and Boone. Uh so. For the the other three, Skip Schumacher, um, manager for the Miami Marlins. I um, Mark Kotze, who is the manager for the Oakland Athletics. I did not be, even man. know that was a guy. And Bill Nevin, manager for the Angels.
2: Nevin's mm-hmm. young enough that he played against Grinky. I thought ne- he crossed my mind, but I thought he was too old.
1: For the remainder to round out the other 30% of active managers that he has faced and retired, David Ross does appear on that one, obviously, as we had talked about. But David Bell, David Bell is one for three with no strikeouts. And then Gabe Kapler, one for three with no strikeouts. There you have it. There's your fun fact. That was fun. That
2: was a good one. I do presume Zach Grinke is going to be in the Hall of Fame. He is currently 25th. In Jaws, which is like it's a, it's a stat that was made up to determine the Hall of Fame worthiness. Essentially, he's twenty fifth in that stat, above average.
1: I think he's also like fifth all time, maybe in career strikeouts. Now somewhere in there, or getting close to that, and he's top three, maybe on unique strikeouts too. Uh, so that's the pretty cool. Over number all over number. Overall number of players, like unique batters that he has struck out in
3: his career.
2: Oh, unique batters that he's struck out. Yeah. I just
3: know that if there's one sport that loves to try and nitpick and take people out, it's definitely the Baseball Hall of Fame.
2: If, But I mean, if he gets 45 more strikeouts, he gets 3000 and he he's a shoe in if he gets there. I don't know if he'll get that, but...
1: Yeah, I don't know if he'll get there this year or not. And then that's the question, does he play another season?
3: The interesting thing as well for, like, the Cardinals... What's his name? Our pitcher who's been there forever. Wainwright? Yeah, Wainwright, thank you. I was blanking. He's two wins away from 200 wins, and he's been god-awful this year. <laughs> and they, they're like, I guess we'll just keep playing him to see if he can get to 200. He's not coming back next year. He shouldn't have come back this year. So they're just kind of seeing what happens if he can get to 200, but...
2: He, he is probably not a Hall of Famer.
3: I think he'll be right on the borderline, and I think he will not get in, I agree. Belongs in the Hall of Very Good.
2: He's 66th in Jaws right now. For the record, there are 66 Hall of Fame pitchers at this moment, starting pitchers, and his Jaws is 66. So of course that means there are some that are worse than him that are in still, um, but he's probably not going to get in.
3: So yeah, there you have it, Zach Cranky fun facts. Um, we should do the same thing with the uh, with the uh, LeBron when basketball season goes around. How many games has he played against former coaches, current coaches yeah. in the NBA? Because it's a lot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Same with Tom Brady before he retired. So
1: we've we've rounded out that fun fact segment and now on to the ever evolving saga that is the college football drama surrounding the iowa state football program this week we did receive some more news that isaiah lee who is also obviously alleged as a part of the the investigation into the illegal sports wagering that it was happening within the program has uh, announced that he has indeed left the program uh, which is no surprise Um, Mike, you filled me in and said, that's no surprise because he might be facing jail time. Do you know a little bit more on the status of that compared to where he's, he stands in comparison to like Deckers and some of the other
2: players? It's the same charge for all of them. This charge can come to up to two years in jail if convicted. Uh, Now I'm not saying any of, none of them are going to get two years, presuming they don't have criminal records, which I guess I don't know. But um, presuming that none of them are going to get two years, whether we are even see jail time, I would tend to doubt. Um, but could, right? It's quite probable that one or more of those players serves jail time. That's the seriousness of the criminal charge against them, right? And that's because they were underage, right? The criminal charge is mostly coming from being underage gambling. Um, so if you're underage and gambling, listen and stop. Because that's not good. That's a crime. Um, that So that's mostly what that's stemming from, right? Betting on yourself has worse NCAA implications, of course. Um, but for the criminal, it's it's the underage part of it. That's what's criminal. I mean, no one's going to take him either in the transfer portal, right, with that baggage and tell his NCAA case is clear. So,
1: right, right.
2: I assume he's just taking some time away to... Uh,
1: Get his life in order, something like that.
2: Right. Figure stuff out. So,
1: yeah, that makes sense. Well, there you have it. Obviously, we'll update you as as more things arise and uh, develop with this ever going uh, situation. But be sure to stay tuned to our upcoming episode and episodes in which we will be doing a cycle in football uh, preview going into this season so we'll obviously talk a little bit more of the state of the roster and whatnot going forward unless anyone else has any additions to that we'll talk about the state of some nfl rosters and some big news that has uh, transpired this week with that uh so two running backs that were obviously on the free agent market um One of uh, some big names as of late that had some big contracts now looking for new homes. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, a former Ohio State running back and Dallas Cowboys running back long time, ended up finding a new home in New England. Now, what does that mean for New England and how their backfield shapes up? Well, they had Ramondre Stevenson there who was a very good workhorse back, great pass catcher out of the backfield. Where does Zeke kind of fit in? Zeke might have a stat line that looks like 10 carries, 10 yards, two touchdowns uh, used in big goal line package situations. Obviously, a little bit more um, weight and a power back compared to what Stevenson is um, more as the utility knife versatile back. Uh, But it's another weapon to add to the Patriots offense as it seems like it's a do or die year uh, for the Mac Jones era in New England. Either they get it figured out or they don't. So we'll we'll see how that kind of shakes out. But Zeke did find a home there. Uh one year, I think eight either six or eight million dollar deal somewhere in there. So very short term contract for him. Likewise, Dalvin Cook, who has been on the market rumored to Can I touch
3: on the Patriots really quick? Go for it. Yeah. I think it's it's funny. I think anybody who has ever played fantasy football before knows that Bill Belichick is not very consistent with his quarter or his running back so I think you know we could see him be super heavy in it one week and then basically not get touches for two more weeks another thing i I thought the same thing as you did that Zeke was the much heavier back but I'm looking at their roster now they're both listed at Stevenson and listed at six foot 228 so they're apparently a little bit more similar in size than we thought but I'll definitely be interested to see how much Belichick is willing to ride zeke is kind of that every down not every down but like Big down, big back when he has not typically stuck with a running back very consistently in the past, I don't know, three to five years, probably. So it, it'll definitely be interesting to see if he sticks with somebody or has a consistent plan. He seems to go with who he likes in practice that week the most, slash, who he just <laughs> likes best. But yeah, that's just what I wanted to touch on that and say that it'll be interesting how he breaks out those touches because he can be very un predictable there I guess yeah I mean as far as fantasy
1: goes this doesn't really move the needle for either Zach for either Zeke and it might actually move the needle a little bit more for Stevenson the other way right because you're losing Stevenson's upside of touchdowns some danger for Voltrain for sure oh a hundred percent and Zeke's gonna steal those touchdowns possibly in short yardage situations with Stevenson maybe ending up with 15 carries for 80 yards but no touchdowns and
3: that fantasy values not that great
1: at that point. So, yeah, so you're
3: going to end up with Zeke either with 13 fantasy points or 3 fantasy points. So, it'd be a dangerous bargain. I think the bigger asset there, more so like from not
1: apart from fantasy, right, is obviously the implement, implications of them trying to fight in a what's going to be a really tough AFC East this year uh in more of a prove it year like i said for mac jones uh in that offense before you know they're really gonna have to either flip the script and figure something else out or what i don't know but going forward uh in other news dalvin cook obviously who had been apart from um the minnesota vikings they let him go He was rumored to go to the Miami Dolphins at one point, and then he took a a last-second visit to the Jets, left without a contract. Money wasn't there, reportedly. Did end up signing a one-year deal with the Jets. Now, what does that mean? For our beloved uh, Cyclone fans and listeners out there, who obviously know that Brees Hall had sort of a breakout campaign last year before tearing his ACL, that is big news um, for the Jets right? So what does that mean for the Jets in their backfield going forward? It could mean a couple of things. Obviously, Brees Hall was recently activated from the physically unable to perform list, also known as the pup list, and he is practicing now for the Jets. Does that mean that Brees Hall is still a ways away from being able to have real-time action? Uh, Dalvin Cook is being brought in as that safety blanket. I don't know. Is Brees Hall not It going to fit their scheme this year compared to what they would like to see out of Dalvin Cook pairing with Aaron Rodgers. And how I see it is that they want to ease. Brees Hall is going to be their back of the future, right? They didn't sign Dalvin Cook for two years for no reason. They signed him to a one year deal. Brees Hall might not be a hundred percent for the first few weeks of the season. If you look at the Jets' schedule. They have a rough, rough start to the season Um, uh, with that. And, you know, they're thinking ahead, saying, all right, what do we need out of our production from our running back position? And what's it going to look like going forward? I mean, they start with the Bills, then they play the Jets or the Cowboys, the Patriots, and then the Chiefs. It is four ridiculously hard games to start the season They wanted a little bit of insurance on someone who is more healthy, ready to go hit the ground running. And they brought in that insurance policy. I still think Brees is the back for them for the future, obviously through his rookie contract and hopefully beyond for his sake. But as it goes right now, I don't think they want to push him too hard to join, to ramp right back up and risk injury again. They want to kind of ease him back into it. And eventually he'll be the back of the future, but see a huge workload from Dalvin Cook, maybe for the first four weeks of the season, tapering off into a split share in the middle with Brees Hall possibly resuming all the RB1 activities towards the end of the season. So obviously that muddles the water for a fantasy value asset uh, standpoint for Brees Hall, but that's kind of what it looks like going forward for the Jets. That's in my opinion. Arian, do you have any other thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, it's interesting because after Brees Hall went down last year, we saw Michael Carter kind of come out of the woodwork. And he honestly, he finished the year pretty strong and had a pretty good campaign. So I was a little bit surprised when they decided to take Dalvin Cook because you now have what is, in my opinion, three very capable running backs in Brees Hall, Michael Carter, and uh, Dalvin Cook, not to mention the fact that the Jets drafted two, or at least picked up two rookie running backs that they have on their roster as well. So their running back room is full. Uh, they have a lot of options. So I'll be interested to see how much they actually end up utilizing Dalvin Cook. I don't know how big his contract was. I didn't look at that. I just saw they picked him up.
2: I think it was something like seven million, I wanna say.
3: It's somewhere between six and six and eight million, similar to Zeke's, but yeah. incentive based a little bit.
2: Eight point six for Cook.
3: Okay. I, I wouldn't be shocked if by about a quarter of the season or so he's probably splitting time more with Michael Carter than he is splitting time with Brees Hall. And I think that they Carter and Cook will be used as more situational backs, as Brees Hall is more of an every-down back, but it'll be interesting to see. Also, unrelated, but a weird thing that I noticed when I was looking at both these teams we were talking about, they both have uh, former Chiefs receivers on there. Juju went to uh, the Patriots, and Nicole Hardman ended up on the Jets, so that's kind of weird. Yeah. The
1: other thing that I see with Michael Carter is I think it's going to be a big year for uh, trade pieces, uh, maybe a potentially large trade deadline where emphasis on veteran running backs isn't as huge as it used to be rather than getting young spry running backs where I see Michael Carter as being a really nice trade piece for the Jets, especially since their offensive line is very shaky. And Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be raising a little bit of fuss over the state of his offensive line, possibly uh, by week six or week seven. Yeah, we can tend to fuss. So, yeah, I would say with a stacked running back room, obviously look for uh, them to use one of those as a trade chip. Michael Carter probably being the one as the most likely candidate for that trade piece. Uh, so yeah, we'll see, but there you have it. Any other thoughts on the NFL uh, before we kind of continue rolling through that, that preseason, we're uh, good to move on to the MLB.
2: I think I'm good to move on to uh, the MLB. We'll do our uh, NFL preview. What, probably two, three weeks from now, somewhere around there. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Tune in for that um, in a few weeks. Um, before I dive into the actual MLB segment, I do have one correction to make. Earlier in the episode, I said that Adam Wainwright was um, like 66th in the JAWS. He's actually 153rd. So yeah, he's not. That's a lot worse. Yeah, I was still looking at the strikeout rankings when I said that because I'd looked him up for Zach Greinke. Well, he's a he's a Cardinals Hall of Famer. Oh, for sure. No doubt, but anyway. Um to the actual MLB, we've got uh, about six weeks to go. Teams have around 40 games-ish to play um in the season. So we're really getting down to it here. And there's been some movement um over the last couple of over the last week or so in the standings. Um With the biggest risers and fallers, um, biggest risers have been Toronto and Seattle in the American League. Um, They're really giving um, the Astros a run and really uh, turning that AL wildcard race into something a little bit interesting. Right now, Toronto has a two-game lead over Seattle and a three over Boston for that last wildcard spot. Um, And the Rays have really come back to earth. They're only seven and a half clear um, of Seattle right now. So they're pretty safe, but uh, far cry from what they were when they started the year on that huge winning streak. Big follow has been the angels. Um, They went on a winning streak. Hold on one
1: second. Sorry. One second. They're on the Rays. Sorry to uh, break your, your head of steam there. Um, I think the Rays problem has obviously been the injury bug this season. They've lost a lot of their starting pitching uh, to injury. It was just announced that Shane McClanahan really their top rotational piece behind. What is it? Tyler class now uh, for them, right? Mike. Yep. He's now going to be shut. It was rumored that he was going to be shut down for the rest of the year, but he is reportedly to have Tommy John surgery and now miss all of 2024. So I mean the ra the sorry, race it, started it, strong it, it, with it was with McClanahan, great pieces. Sorry. Great right, yeah, McClanahan. Uh, not glass now. But the race started strong, right? But now they're dealing with a lot of injuries and they're working through some of their depth issues, but I they've been hit with the injury bug so far this season.
2: But that's baseball. So we'll see. Um Another big fall has been the Angels. Um, Like I said, they went on the big win streak for the trade deadline, like we uh, talked about. And since then, they've really, really struggled. Um, They're 3-7 in their last 10. They're now 12.5 behind Texas in the division and 7 back in the wild card. um, With uh, five teams, they'd have to hop in order to make it. So they bought and they went all in, and uh, they're going to... They, there are. Uh, I would consider them highly unlikely to make the playoffs. And uh, FanGraphs agrees with me too, giving the Angels just a one percent chance to make the playoffs at this point. So that's that's the kind of thing that gets a GM fired.
1: Obviously, and especially with the owner wanting to sell the team too. But what what do the angels do from here now, right? Because you gave away a lot of your top end farm pieces. You have one of the worst ranked farm systems in major league baseball right now, according to um, MLB pipeline, right? Who does those rankings. And now you have obviously Mike Trout, who you've paid, who doesn't play often because he's injured. And what do you do with Shohei Otani, Right. I mean, he's going to have literally the richest deal in MLB history because he's such a unique player. Do you pay him and you sit in this place where you don't have much reinforcements coming from your farm? What do you do?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, it's a mess of a franchise at this point. So I, I won't really fault them for going for it, right? Like, I get it. You have an opportunity to win, you wanna go win, but boy does it look bad if you don't produce. So we will see how that goes um, in the future. I assume that GM's getting fired. I mean to me that's where you go from there. And then you've gotta go into a rebuild to rebuild that farm system. That's I mean, that's really all you can do, unfortunately. Yeah. Um over over in the National League though. Sorry, did you have another point on the Angels, Kyle?
1: No, no, that's it. I mean, if I was a GM there, I guess you have to weigh your options of paying Otani and trying to build around him. Um, We all know drafting in the MLB is a hard, hard thing to do to, to just draft and get guys right away who can fill needs for your team. Um, And you're obviously not going out and buying to get your way there. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation to be in for the angels right now.
2: Yes, it is. But who knows? Um, we'll see in the offseason. In the National League, um, really things are getting interesting, particularly in the NL wildcard race. Philadelphia has really gotten hot um, and right now controls that first Wild Card. but they're only two games up on San Francisco, who's only half a game up on Miami, who currently holds that third wildcard spot with uh, Chicago and Cincinnati just a game behind, and Arizona just three and a half games behind. Very tight race um, in the NL wildcard. I'm very interested to see what happens. You've got young up-and-coming teams in Arizona and Cincinnati Cincinnati and Miami um, trying to make it here, so I'm really interested to see um, how it shakes out down the stretch there. And San Francisco is certainly not a shoe-in.
1: But you have a a really resurgent Phillies team right now with Bryce Harper obviously coming back and being a staple in that lineup, but not to mention Trey Turner, who obviously had a really, really good World Baseball Classic, but kind of fell off a cliff for the first half of the season. Um, Most notably, if you've been paying attention to Twitter or uh, whatnot, X, what whatever you have, wherever you find your baseball information, Trey Turner is famously known for getting a standing ovation in Philadelphia. And since then he's been batting over 400. Obviously Trey Turner is a huge part of that team, but what is kind of going under the radar is the fact of how good of a rotation they do have. Now Uh, they traded for Michael Lorenzen who threw a no hitter um, in his second start joining Philadelphia. Um, They, obviously have Aaron Nola still Uh, I forget their third piece who's been really pretty good for them this year but they do have a really good starting rotation and they have some pieces to make a deep run in the playoffs in the postseason again Uh, obviously they're not going to get to win their division uh, seeing as the Atlanta Braves might be the most historic offense in Major League Baseball Um, but they're, they're definitely a team to watch going forward now that Trey Turner is back into a position in which he's playing really really good baseball and worth the money and the contract that they gave him in the offseason.
2: Yep the Phillies are a team to watch like you said very resurgent. So, But yeah really I mean the Reds and Marlins are two teams that, and Diamondbacks teams that haven't made the playoffs in quite a while um, so they're sort of the teams I'm rooting for, of course, over Philadelphia because one, they made a run to the World Series last year and two, I hate Bryce Harper. So they're a tough team for me to root for just in general. Um, so there's that. But I could pull for the Cubs or Reds.
1: I thought you loved Bryce Harper. No, I
2: hate Bryce Harper. It was very fun to watch him strike out and then uh, almost get ejected against the Twins on Sunday. That was fun. He
3: seems like such a nice guy. He has such pretty hair. I don't know what you could hate about him.
2: Mm, I see. <laughs> Let's just say I'm with Jonathan Pappelbon and I'll let you all look up uh, to see what that's about <laughs> in your own time. So, I know what that's about. <laughs> so I'll I'll let you all look that up uh, on your own time. We won't dive into that. So anything else on Major League Baseball? Otherwise we'll keep you all informed on this um, as we go into the playoffs.
1: I'll just say this. If the Royals don't pay Bobby Witt Jr., it's a shame. And we should look for a new ownership group. So. That's all I have to say. I mean,
2: It's his second year. You don't need to pay him yet.
1: I'm just saying if they don't pen, if they don't pony up and pay the man, then it's yeah, it doesn't look good, especially when you're trying to vibe to move the team to downtown Kansas city. Not many people are going to get behind you there.
3: But if he sucks after two years, will you feel the same way if they just gave a dude a big ass contract and he actually probably isn't that not. good? Yeah, probably seems not. dangerous. He's I mean, so early on. He hasn't even played two years of big league ball.
2: You're in danger of him becoming Randy Rosarena.
3: right? True.
2: Who we'll we'll will, will let you guys look that up on your own as well. Um, that whole situation.
1: And we'll also let everyone look up Wander Franco on their own
3: too. Yeah, we're not gonna get into that. That's for sure.
2: <laughs> I meant I meant uh, Wander Franco. Why did I say Randy Rosalina? Randy Rosalina is mm-hmm. fine. Rays. I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. I was going to say, they're saying in Anaheim, uh, Kyle, can he pitch, right? Royals has got a pitching problem, and Bobby Witt can't pitch. So, with that, we will move on to our signature segments. Um, and we're going to start with Mike's stupid rules. We're going to talk about um, an interesting situation that could transpire at first base. So we've all seen, um, I'm sure many of us have seen plays on slides where um, the fielder's glove might get kicked off or the ball might get kicked out of the glove, right? So if that happens on a tag play, what is the proper call, right? This, one, this, this, this one's a pretty easy one. I'll give that to you. Let, me, let you guys guess. Nobody has a guess?
1: Can you ask it again? Sorry. I was trying to think of it while you were saying it.
2: You uh, play a tag play, for example, on second base, and the is sliding in and kicks the uh, fielder's, and the fielder's glove is unintentionally kicked off his hand by the slide. So the runner's safe or out?
1: I would say safe. I would also say safe.
2: I. Uh, Why you sounded skeptical? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I am. In this scenario, would the runner obviously be out if the ball was still in the glove?
2: In this case, it is irrelevant if the ball is still in the glove. If the uh, uh,
0: that to me that means that it's he's probably safe then.
2: Yeah, is since it's unintended. Right, in order to tag somebody out, you must have you must tag him with the ball or your glove with the ball in it. Right, but you also have to be in control of the ball or glove. Right when you make that tag, right? So your glove falling off would be the same thing as the ball falling out of your glove. Again, presuming it was unintentional, right? If you're slapping the glove out of his hand or whipping it off his hand, you're going to get called for uh, for obstruction and then be out for that. But presuming the contact is unintentional, as a normal baseball play, the glove falls off. You're going to be safe on a slide. Now let's mix it up a little bit and see if it's the same or different. Let's say this is a play at first base, okay? The first baseman catches the ball with his foot on the base in the baseline right as you're about to touch first base, and you make contact with him, and the glove comes off his hand. Is the batter runner safe or out at first base?
0: Out. I would say out.
2: Why? Why is it different in this case?
0: You tagged the base first. Yeah.
2: That that is correct, yeah. Yes. So because in that case, right, a tag is defined as either the base or the runner, right? So as soon as he has possession of the ball in his glove while touching the base, he has tagged the base, right? The runner is already out before that contact is made. Okay. The fact that the glove came off while the runner while the batter runner was being tagged is irrelevant because because the batter runner has already been retired at that point, because the tag is on the base.
1: That's basically a force out. So, I mean, wouldn't the same thing hold true if, you know, a a very unlikely situation, but it would be runner on first, ball hit, force play at second, runner uh, going into second base knocks the ball out of the glove, but runner was tagged, like the base was tagged first, runner is still out.
2: It's, yeah, because it's a force play at any base, right? Like, first base isn't special in that regard, as I think what you're trying to get at. Yes, correct,
1: correct. correct.
2: Yeah. Yep. Correct. It's, it's the fact that it's a force and you can tag the base to get him out. Any other questions about that rule?
1: No, that's pretty straightforward.
2: Cool. With that, then we will move on to our write the down predictions and accountability session. Does that uh, make sense?
4: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: All right. We have a few predictions coming off the board. The first one was from Josh, um, who predicted that the Brewers would sweep the Rockies in this series. Um, last week, they did not. The Rockies won at least one game. I didn't go back further to see. Um, but they did um, lose at least one game, which is not a sweep. So, meh. Nah. Meh. Nah. Nah. Now, this next one we have to talk about. Wyatt a while ago predicted that no player from the ISU football list would be booted off the team due to NCAA gambling issues. Does this count or not?
3: Are we talking about
2: Lee? We're talking about Lee, yeah. Unless somebody knows of a different player.
3: He was not forced off of the team.
1: Yeah, he wasn't. Nobody has it of his own will, correct? That's that's the way the article makes it sound, is that he has left the program, which leaving the program isn't the same as what we read in articles. Obviously, when Caleb Grill was dismissed from the program, a completely different situation, but it said
3: dismissed. That's being booted. He he did not technically leave because of the gambling thing. Obviously, he did. But like that is not the the stated reason he just left. Right, he left in midst
1: of it rather yeah. than leaving because of it. So
3: I would say I that I this doesn't that count for it, but it also probably doesn't come off the board yet. No, I I agree. We definitely have time. If,
2: if yes, there's there's still more players that may get kicked off the team for this. I just need to know if it was wrong already, or if uh, this is the loophole I didn't foresee. Is if they all just leave willingly? Yeah. I didn't consider that <laughs> when we were evaluating this uh, this prediction.
0: I, I didn't either. I will say I feel like in the spirit of the prediction, it should be wrong. But I agree the way it's worded does imply that the player needs to be forced off or dismissed from the team. So yeah, I agree
2: because you use the word booted specifically. That's fair. That is fair. If you would say is off, then I think it would be wrong, well. Well, Wyatt, go. thanks
1: to your precise language and verbiage,
0: you still have a prediction on the board. I promise it was not intentional.
2: <laughs> well, it, uh, it has saved you so far. Um, you also predicted at one point that the Cubs would be top two in the NL Central at some point by the end of August. Um, and with a uh, Reds loss that happened literally like 15 minutes ago, the Cubs are half a game clear of the Reds, like literally right at this very second. Um, and I think they were going into the day by percentage points anyway. Um, yeah. So even if we say end of the day, um, it's irrelevant. Um, but they are right now and will be at the end of the day, um, guarantee. And they may have been before anyway, but that's irrelevant since they are right now. Um, this prediction is correct and why it gets a. That is it for our accountability session. Um, so, Ariane, would you like to. Um, start putting some stuff back on the boat for us.
3: I would love to. So it has not been uh, a great season for me this year in fantasy baseball. So I'm going to go ahead and just finish off the year. I'm going to say that I will be the only team in our 10 team fantasy baseball league with a positive points for to points against ratio and a losing record. So I'll be the only one with more points scored than more points scored been points scored against me while still having a losing record.
2: Oh, you, you're, you're locked into the losing record. At this
3: I'm point. locked into the losing record. Yeah, I guess that's true. So that,
2: um, but it specifically says you'll be the only one. Is that what that I'm seeing? That is correct. Right. Honestly, I think um, I'm the
3: only one close uh, right now. Everybody else with the losing record.
2: With the, Yes, everybody else that has a losing record is not close to... Uh, to that threshold. The question is, will you stay there? You've only scored you've only scored fifty more points than you've uh, been than have been scored against you this year. That is correct. So um, you could that could easily flip flop. Oh it can flip flop. Um, by the end of the year. So I believe
1: in myself. I mean Victor is not gonna have a positive points for to points against.
2: No, and neither is I was gonna say The only person who's or even kind of close
3: uh, no. is Troy.
2: Yeah, and it's so not that not close. He's not gonna get
3: there. So it's really just three, me.
2: It's, or, or if uh, one of those ten and eight teams loses three down the stretch and falls behind you, that could could happen. I hadn't and thought eight. about that. <laughs> yeah, and either then this could... is just this is just
3: my way of complaining that I got really bad luck this year and my team wasn't as bad as my record.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, what are you, you are fourth in the league in points four, So
3: I am fourth in the league, and I think I'm tenth in record.
2: I and mean, it's only a ten team league.
3: You're you're tied
1: for, for I think I'm eighth what, or seventh. You're you're, you're, yeah.
2: you're tied for seven, six. sixth. Four of <laughs> you are all six and twelve.
4: So you're no, in last, but
2: seventh. also seventh. Yeah, sorry, yeah. last,
4: but also seventh. I mean, single. Single. Probably, yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. I thought I might get a double, but I'll take a single. No, sorry.
2: No, that was a very long-winded explanation for us to just say single <laughs> and move on. We just
3: decided to get into it a
4: little bit. And then uh,
3: I also have oh, a, second a second prediction. Yeah. So I decided we made. I made my first purchase. I'm going to go to my first Chiefs game since I've been in Kansas City. I will be seeing them on Thursday night football against the Broncos. it will be me and my wife. And then my best friend and his wife. With, shout out to Nick if he's listening. Uh, and I am going to go ahead and predict, mostly because it'll be fun for me, uh, that the Chiefs will be 5-0 and o when I see them play the Broncos on Thursday night football. Oh. so When you so see Broncos country, let's ride. So oh. the Chiefs have the Lions
1: at home, first game of the season, open NFL season. Then they have the Jaguars on the road. Uh, then the Bears at home, Jets on the road, and then Vikings on the road
2: still likely be favored in, for most, sure most. in three of those. For sure in three of those. They'll be favored all... against the Lions, Jaguars, and Bears.
1: I don't know if they'll be favored against the Jags, though, actually. They'll probably be favored think, against well, the Jets.
2: Well, well, hold on. So the, there are lines out already, I am seeing. Right uh. now they are favored in all of those games.
0: Oh, okay. Um, with the closest yeah.
2: being at the Jets at minus two for the Chiefs. I can't I
0: remember. The, are the Lions still supposed to be good this year?
2: Yeah, I think they the common theme... They are predicted to win yeah. the Central, oh, the, 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 the North. Right. The North Everyone's
1: calling them a Dark Horse Super Bowl, like a Dark Horse Ooh, Playoff whoa, whoa. team, but they're I not gonna a Dark Super Horse... Play. They, they,
0: they're they've not said a that Dark for Horse, like, the past three years, man. But
1: But they're not a
3: Dark Horse Playoff
1: team if they're literally favored to win their division.
0: Here's the thing,
1: though, right?
3: I think the, the, the common thread between the teams that the Chiefs are playing at the beginning of the year, at least a good amount of them, or that I feel like they're all overrated coming into the season. People are hyping up these teams, namely the Lions, the Jaguars, and the Jets.
1: And so I think that they may the underperform. Players?
3: I don't think anybody's hyping up the Bears or the Vikings, <laughs> um, to be honest. Sorry, Mike. But, sorry um, some,
1: No, some people yeah. are hyping up the Bears because they're saying that Justin Fields is a Dark Horse MVP candidate this year. I moment. guess if he learns how um, to throw like, the ball, what? sure. <laughs> if he's, a, he's, not if he's nice considered as a running back, then sh- maybe... But But I see people
3: really, really hyping up the Lions, the Jags and the Jets. And I'm like, let's give them a couple games to prove themselves before we decide that these are going to be guys who are going to make it to the, you know, conference championships.
0: I mean, the Jets have the ingredients to be successful. I don't know if they they have the recipe to execute.
1: I'd like to see it happen on the field. The Jets also have the very real possibility of starting the season one
0: and four. Yes, that's true.
2: To to me the, the, the to me the north is the Vikings until somebody proves otherwise this year. Like I yeah. agree. Yes, Although that, that I... might be a little bit that might be a little I don't think the Vikings are gonna be great and that might be a little bit of a homer take, but I, I, I just don't They're believe the ones in anybody else it, in that division. Right.
3: Nobody else has proven like, it.
2: Could the be great? Sure. Mm-hmm. Could the Lions have a good year? Sure.
3: But But, we already know what the Vikings can do. We've seen it. Everybody else, uh it's like projecting out that people get better. The Vikings don't really get that much better. I'm going to cut in here and say this is a lot
1: of great content for the NFL season preview, and we're able table <laughs> we some of this for later. So Nicole. on the fact of Ariane's prediction that the Chiefs will be 5-0, and oh, based on those betting lines, what are we willing to give this prediction?
0: I don't like the betting lines. I think this should be a triple. I see a very real possibility that it that was one of those five games. Just oh, to throw out, I'll just draw ESPN's,
3: thing because it's up there and I can see it easily. Uh, 66% chance to win against the Lions. 64% chance to win against the Jags. 75% chance to win against the Bears. 56% chance to win against the Jets. And a 64% chance they win against the Vikings. ESPN likes the Chiefs. That
2: that comes out to about a 10% chance, which is probably a triple.
3: Yeah. Yeah, triple. I'm good with that.
4: There's I'm two de- of
0: our seven predictions.
2: <laughs> that yeah, took one I know. Ten
0: minutes. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: We, I, I think uh, we're talking this. This one there'll be no stats to analyze because I'm just going to predict that uh, with fantasy football season starting, I will make our league's fantasy football playoff.
4: Single.
3: Single. Only yeah, six. Single. Six out of okay, sixteen okay. Actually,
2: teams make the playoffs. I, I and you're giving me a single. How many? How many teams do we okay. think
3: are going to try? So let's let's break 14, that down first. Right. 12. So throw out like five teams, in my opinion. Probably 50% easy. of the league. C-
2: call them out. Who's not going to try? Call them out.
3: Hold on. I need to look at who's in. We'll talk <laughs> yeah, about Nathan Syrian right now.
0: Is, is, is Jacob Schmidt in here?
2: He's not.
0: Oh, well, I, I rescind my single. I would actually prefer to see this be a double because the season has not started yet.
2: You don't even know who my team is yet. That, that's
0: fair, actually. Is, that's a good point. It is probable that you'll make it, but I don't think it would be fair to give this a single. I'm looking I'm, I'm looking double. down the league. Uh, Emily
3: got super lucky last time. Her team but was she, garbage. She
2: like, won the league last year.
3: It was bad team, though. Her and Zach both had like bottom-of-the-league points scored and just winning records for no reason uh libby didn't try at all last year just drafted good quarterbacks i had horrible luck yeah i'd give that like four or five people who aren't gonna try that hard but yeah yeah we can go double i'm fine with double you don't even have a team yet Uh, i just believe uh, in your abilities i will take
2: a double
0: double it is do everything from josh this week is he still alive
2: he is still alive, and he is drinking the green Kool Aid, which doesn't sound very good. I'd rather drink purple Kool Aid. Just from a Kool Aid perspective, it sounds like it would taste better. Um, <laughs> and he's believing in Jordan Love. He says that Jordan Love will be a top two quarterback in total QBR after week two. Weirdly specific.
4: Know,
0: the, the cucumber lime Gatorade is pretty good. Mm-hmm. You don't like purple drink? No, it's fine too, but I mean, like like purple Gatorade, not purple drink talking about. What Both. is their schedule? uh okay. They play the Bears, the Bears and the Falcons. Bears and the Falcons. <laughs> There's no way he's going to be top two. He's not top area, two though. No way. Yeah. We've never even really seen him play an NFL okay. game though. Home run. Home run. No.
3: No. No. no not yes, a, home run. Yes, a home run. No way. There's two two probably, games. It's such a small sample size. This is probably a.
1: I think oh, this is probably a
3: triple. The Falcons I'm, defense is going to suck. Agree. I can go no to a way. triple, but I can't go to a
0: home run. All right. We'll break out the coin. So, heads. Did you find will say, I did. I do have Mr. John Adams in our uh, official 8311 cast. Write that out. Predictions tiebreaker coin, which is a John Adams gold dollar coin. Heads will be a triple and tails will be a home run. Is that fair? Sure. Yeah. All right. It is tails. Let's go home run. Oh, God, home run. Gosh, got lucky.
2: Okay.
0: I mean, I don't they think it'll matter, matter, but this is
2: not going to happen. I and don't there's think there's a it's a way. home
0: run. I think it is. Obviously. It's so I hard will to throw that. up there that the Cubs will win the NL.
2: Like like Go like to the world series or have the best record in the NL at oh, the end of the race. Yeah, that's
3: season. a good question. You, I, was Central. I did not
1: specify I was gonna say
3: if they're gonna win, if they're gonna have the best record, this is a home my run bad, and we might bad. as well just take
1: it off the
0: board.
3: My I was bad. surprised. I'm like,
0: wow, we are riding high. I did not type what uh, I was thinking.
3: NL Central so, a little bit more realistic.
2: Yeah. According to fan graphs, I have about a 25% chance of doing that. Um is at sixty-eight. Um, Cubs at uh, twenty five, Reds at six and a half, and Cardinals at zero point one. Ooh, we have a chance. Yeah, there's a chance. There is. Um, All right. This, so this seems like double to me. Maybe a triple. What do you guys think?
3: I'm fine with a double. The NL Central has just been so meh this year
4: that if it happens, nobody will care. Yep, pretty They're much. not as
2: meh as the AL Central, but mm. double. I'll
1: nope. take it. What do you
2: got, Kyle? Right, sounds like a double.
1: I got two. Both of them Jaguars related. So, first and foremost, Jaguars will be the number one seed in the AFC.
3: Hey, you remember what I just said about people overhyping this team?
0: <laughs> Obviously, I, I disagree. I don't think the what, Jags are going to be that PNFPI good this year. What
2: does say about that?
0: I also disagree. Also, FPI is garbage. This is a trip. But
2: I don't have 538 anymore, so what am I, I supposed to do?
0: I d- Go with your gut. I would rather do that than look at FPI. Look at it. Look at FPI. No, I, I refuse. Come up with a better version. Then you can talk trash. Maybe I should, but I will continue to talk trash without doing it. <laughs> I don't think that's going to
2: happen. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue to use FPI because I don't know what else to do because I like what? statistic. It gives... Um, them, I assume Chiefs are it, number one. Yeah, it projects the Jaguars with the fifth best record in the AFC
4: after the Chiefs, Bengals, Bills,
2: and Ravens. Ravens, okay, yeah,
4: that seems fair. Yeah, I'd give Nine it a triple a at wins. best.
1: Triple to a home run for me, I don't see that happening.
2: I'll say, triple. I'm good with triple.
1: Trevor Lawrence NFL MVP when did you move
3: to Jacksonville Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's happening here no way what did you what did you read today why are you why are you so hyped for the Jaguars right now I don't know, man. I just needed Is I needed some it? content
1: that was different from my predictions than just being a Chiefs homer the whole time. Don't you worry, just... the Chiefs
3: stuff will come, but <laughs> I wanted some variety, some next flair. Week, Kyle's predictions are like Chiefs are number one in the AFC. Patrick Mahomes, NFL MVP. <laughs> just double you down just, on everything.
2: Th- just saw Trevor Lawrence's flow today. Hedge. Yeah, there's nothing in no our rules that says you can't hedge. If you're the like,
0: Jags are the number one seed in the AFC, I feel like Trevor Lawrence would be the NFL MVP, or at least dang near no, close, right? That, to me, would make this a triple as well. Who's their running back now? Did they trade ETN?
3: Did
2: Travis they trade somebody? Yeah, yeah. They, they, still know, they still got they ETN.
0: Okay. They trade our
2: the other gambling, guy,
1: Robinson? Our gambling addict, Calvin Ridley, is there too. So I think he's going to make
3: a difference this year for sure.
1: I don't want to give away I too much. Still
2: say, I'd still say triple
3: yeah i agree triple yeah we should
1: do there's our... no way
2: that
3: wait
1: there's you guys are there's no way this isn't a home run
2: why Come we on. gave
3: it a triple to the number one seed and then i feel like why only... too, they stated that same chance right if they if yeah. they're number one then he's the mvp you didn't have but a problem they with have first to one. Be
1: number one in order for him to have that much of a chance to be the mvp
2: so, so, so then it should be a double because they could be the M- he could be the MVP without them being number one. You're trying Ooh. to convince us this is worth less. That's what you just said.
4: <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> I, I stand Silence. by a triple.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: there was no, no comeback there. The man knows how to plead the fifth.
2: I mean, if and you I'm want, I can, by
0: the up,
2: <laughs> I can pull up. the triple. Up, I can pull up NFL MVP odds if you That's like. That's true;
4: they're, they're probably
2: there um, to see where he's at. He is sixth, seventh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth in MVP odds. 8th. at about plus sixteen hundred, plus fifteen hundred, somewhere in that range. Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Hurts, Herbert, Jackson, Rogers, Lawrence.
3: It's unrelated to the rules, but we really need to break it off. So there's just a Cy Young Award for quarterbacks so other people can win the MVP. I I, yeah.
1: I get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also Any, am behind that.
2: Anyway, triple.
0: Triple. Yeah, triple. Just, I'll just, stick with just, it. For,
2: just for the sake of not having a 45 minute write that down prediction segment.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll cut it off for of 42 minutes. All
2: right, that sounds good.
0: <laughs> it's been a while, though, uh, since we hit the cycle, which we did do with a single, two doubles, three triples, and a home run. That means we're at the end of the Write That Down Projection segment, by the way, which also means that we're at the end of the episode. Thank you so much for dropping by this week's episode of the 8311cast, episode 235. From now until next week's episode, be sure to check in with our socials at 8311cast, wherever you find us. Signing off for the 8311 cast, we have your hosts. Kyle Mersch, Mike Ludwig. Ariane Barry. And Wyatt Teeter. We'll talk to you all again next week. Go Go Cyclones!
2: Go Cyclones!
0: Go Cyclones! Go Cyclones!